Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, August 23rd. As always, we're presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by my other host, Truman Karczewski. How's it going, guys? <laughs> All right. So, uh, last night, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, about 9 o'clock last night, I was getting ready for bed here. The whole day was spent, you know, refreshing your Twitter uh, trying to figure out when the situation of the Urban Meyer, you know, investigation, when that all was going to, you know, come out. The decision was being made throughout the entire day. Uh, it was kind of crazy because every single second of every single day you get another, you know, rumor. He's, he's going to be fired. Rumor he's not going to be fired. Suspended, not suspended. You know, back and forth. People were tweeting pictures of, you know, his wife walking into the, the alumni house where it was being delegated. And then they had, like, the pizza being brought in, and everyone was just getting frustrated. But finally, 9 o'clock last night came to a head that he is going to be suspended for three games. Uh, He's going to miss Oregon State, Rutgers, and TCU. I think... they. I think the three games is kind of a weird number, but I think if they would have done two, people would have been pissed because then they'd been like, oh, well, they're only suspending him two games. And he's back for TCU. So he can be back for TCU. Yeah. But So they decided to do another game just so, you know, to kind of cover their bases, cover their asses there. Um, again, I've been adamant since the beginning. I don't think he should have been suspended. I don't think he should have been punished. And I think that's what took so long yesterday, I guess, is like two guys wanted him suspended, a, a prominent donor and the president wanted him suspended, but everybody else in the room didn't want him suspended. Uh but I guess they kind of came to an agreement. Three games. It's not a life. It's not a killer. Ohio State's still favored. I think TCU's like the, the scariest game, but we're still favored 80% to 20% to win that game. And I still think we'll win. The, I still think we'll go three and zero. I think we have enough talent. And I think Ryan Day will do a fine job there. But it's sad to see. I'm glad the situation got resolved. Truman was saying he's gonna get fired. He's still gonna be the head coach, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it's just another bad move. I think I think more stuff is going to come out. Um, I think this is a bad move by Ohio State. Because um, I just feel like they just tried to give him a suspension, suspension just to give him a suspension. I felt like this decision lied with, okay, he did something wrong. If he did something wrong, that was a fireable offense. And but he wasn't fired. And if he did nothing wrong, then he shouldn't be suspended at all. Um, and he should be free to coach today. But so they just gave him three games. I felt like just to make everyone kind of happy. Um, Ohio State fans are happy because he's you know still the head coach. He's not going to be fired. And then people that you know like me against the situation see that he still gets a little bit of a punishment. But the whole situation was just kind of wacky. Um, I just feel like you it was either being fired. He should have been fired, or he shouldn't have been suspended at all. Um, and Ohio State just gave him three games to make people satisfied, which I don't think is right. Um, but the only reason you don't think it's right is because you're a Wisconsin fan and you hate Ohio State. If why, this wait, was, if this was any other situation, so if he did something wrong, you're saying he shouldn't have been fired? No, but I'm just saying if this was any other situation, you would not care at all. No, because everyone's been saying that it's either he was supposed to get fired because he did something wrong, or he did nothing wrong and he shouldn't have been suspended and shouldn't have been well, punished at all. Obviously, what Ohio State came up with. Decision, so what did he do? Came, Ohio State came up with the decision that what he did was wrong. But it wasn't to the extreme to where your point he should have been fired. Because obviously, you know, what he, he did was cross some sort of line, but the line he crossed wasn't so extreme that you have to completely get rid of him and his entire, you know, regime because of what he did. He didn't do something 
so terrible to the point where he deserved to get fired. This isn't one of those situations because the thing that he would have done wrong, and we don't know if he did that or not because the press conferences didn't know, they answered no questions for anybody. Um, he either did something very wrong and or he did something, he didn't do anything wrong. Because no, in that I, situation, his no. coach committed a criminal offense that's very serious, and if he, he wasn't charged. if he covered that up, he wasn't then charged. that's serious, and he should have been fired. If he didn't know about it, and you know there wasn't as much information provided to him as there should have been, then he shouldn't have been fired at all. It shouldn't have been like a, oh, well, he only communicated it to one person, but he should have communicated it to three people, so... Oh, we're going to give him a three-game suspension. And that's what happened, because he communicated it to Gene Smith, who was also suspended, the athletic director. So, obviously, a lot of people are at fault here. I think the big reason why he got suspended was because of the Big Ten Media Day. He did a poor job there. He admitted it last night. He apologized. He said he did not represent the university uh, very well that day. Um, and to say, you know, his coach committed a criminal offense, he wasn't charged with anything, so how could it be a criminal offense? Uh, he was charged with many things in his past. He was never convicted OVI, of OVI, trespassing. Yeah, and obviously Urban Meyer, he stated last night, he said, my commitment to my uh, history with Zach Smith's dad, who was his mentor, his grandfather, who was his mentor, probably right. shaded, probably you know caused him to kind of give Zach Smith a lot more chances, a lot more benefit of the doubt than what he should have. And he admitted that last night and he apologized. I think this is a... This situation where got got completely clouded by a bunch of people, you know, saying he should have been fired. And I think at the end of the day, three games, let him serve a suspension, let him move on, and we'll get past this. And in two days here, this won't even be a story. I don't think that's true. Uh, I think Ohio State's gotta gotta answer some more questions on no, their investigation because that press conference did nobody any good. Um, they gave, you know. You know, the president, he did a good job of stating, you know, what was going to go down, who, how he's going to be suspended. You know, and then Urban Meyer came up, um, you know, gave his apology, which we all expected him to do, because what else would he do? Um, and then he sat back down, answered some questions, didn't really answer any of them, just kind of kept repeating, apologizing, working around the question. Uh, so I don't think he answered any questions, and I think once he's able to speak to the media again, which I don't know when he is because he'll be suspended, uh, he'll he'll have to answer some more questions. So I don't think the situation's done. Um, I think the punishment's done. I don't think anybody's got to worry about any rebuttals, but um, I think the situation's never going to be done with, and I think this is something that's going to cloud Urban Meyer for a while. No, I don't think it will. I think he'll just move on. Obviously, you know, football sadly fixes everything winning fixes everything as soon as football starts again it'll kind of get not when it comes to domestic abuse i mean yeah obviously that and i part goes out to zach smith's wife um but i think the situation's over and done with it was a messed up situation from the beginning i think a lot more coaches now around the ncaa are going to start to take you know a closer look at their program uh and you know some of the stuff that they're doing wrong and i think this is going to set a precedent uh in the future and hopefully stop these type of situations. So with that, we're going to move on to the NFL now. Uh, we talked about Richie Incognito the other day, uh, you know, threatening his the funeral director at his dad's funeral. I guess, and we, we put it in our boldest move, I guess the whole argument started because Richie Incognito wanted his father's head cut off because he wanted to take his father's head and use it for some sort of scientific research, he said. And the funeral director obviously refused. So I don't 
Richie, I don't know what Richie Incognito's deal is. He's probably got something messed up in his head. He's been kind of a crazy guy, like we said. But this just story just proves this guy is... There's something wrong with him. And uh, hopefully he figures whatever it is out. But, I mean, like I said, I guess it was kind of the boldest move of the week, even though my poll lost on Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't understand what his deal is. Um, He should go to jail for a little bit and then he should go to counseling for a while and figure out what the hell's wrong with him uh, he's just a brutal guy uh something went wrong in his childhood or something and you know he needs he needs some help you know I, you know i i feel for you know whatever happened to him because something major happened to him but he needs to stop this madness um he's hurting a lot of people um you know he's you know rumors he's bullied a lot of people you go to his twitter he's called people it's out crazy. left and right um and then this just just, I hope he gets it figured out because I know no normal person acts like that. Yeah, I don't want to mess with this guy. Um, but uh, I guess it. I mean, it would be kind of cool to keep his father's head. I don't know what he would do with it, where he would put it. But uh, with that, we're gonna move on now to, you know, training camps winding up here. We got about two more weeks left, and the final cuts from 90 to 53. It's just as brutal as it can get. Guys just get cut, you know, compete for a job. So what are some surprise players that I think are on the bubble here? Uh, we'll go 1v1 here, talk about it a little bit. I'm going to start off. I think Paxton Lynch is done in Denver. Uh, he got booed on, um, I think, the second preseason game. He got booed in Denver. He's a third-string guy now. Never really worked out. Uh, First-round pick. He's just kind of sucked. I don't really know why, because he was pretty talented at Memphis, but now he's just kind of a piece of trash, and Denver fans are ready to get rid of him. I know there's GoFundMes that have been started trying to get some money raised so they can pay John Elway, you know, the the cap hit it would take if they did cut him, but I think his time in Denver's done. He'll get another shot because he's a first-round safety, but a first-round uh, quarterback. But I think his time in Denver is done, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, one surprise cut, possibly for me, uh, Brashad Perryman. Uh, yeah, I had that too. The Ravens. Um, he's he's had a really rough career after being drafted out of UCF or USF. Um, CF. Yeah, he's had a really really rough career. Has not you know done anything really, uh, but. I don't know. It, he's a young player. He's got a high ceiling from the draft, but you know he has Trash. just had he just hasn't lived up to anything. You know. And then Kevin White, two biggest wide receiver, and Treadwell too. I mean, well, Treadwell's he's been better, but I think yeah, he uh, a touchdown. You know, it's John weird. Brown and Joe Flacco are kind of, you know, uh, creating a you know spark. You know, that's that's a receiver to watch out for this year, especially in your fantasy leagues. It's, Michael Crabtree. You know he's a talented receiver. Brashad Perryman just not gonna be you know a corner corner piece to their offense anymore. And I think the Ravens could easily move on from him. Seems like wide receivers the past couple of years in the first round are either really good or really bad. You see like Corey Coleman, Perryman, Kevin White, Treadwell. I mean the list goes on and on. Last year, Mike Williams, John Ross. There's really they're either gonna be really good or really bad. Um, and it's kind of a high risk um type of situation. Another guy I could see getting cut is Teddy Bridgewater. I could see... They're not cutting him. I don't know. I mean, why keep him? You're easy, you, can't you find could easily trade, get a trade for him. If you can't find him. a trade partner for him, I think he's an easy they, cut. They will not just cut him. 
I'll put money on that. If anybody wants to, if he asks for a cut, I'll put my entire bank account on that. They're not. He's not gonna. When there's trade partners out there, which they've said there are, why would they they, ever? I don't know. Cut him. They saying that, but there's why would they ever cut someone who has nobody has really. He's he's had the best preseason of a quarterback in the NFL. No, he's not. Yes, he has. No, he's not. Yes, he has. Okay, you can keep saying no. Okay, great. You thought you were gonna like you like Ted Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, but he's obviously having a great preseason. So why would you cut him? Because if they can't find a trade partner, why not just cut him? You know, he's going to want to ask for a cut. He's going to want to try to find How do you know player. that? He's not going to want to stay third-string quarterback. He won't be third. He he's, might start. He's not going to start over McCown or uh All right. Darnold. This just in, Travis is a Jets insider. So. What? You're a Jets insider. Apparently, you know who's starting oh, what, week one. Was I? What? Apparently you know who's starting week one. Well, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to start week one. I I think he'll get a, he's going to get cut here if he they don't find a trade partner for him. Uh, he takes a big cap hit if they you know decide to keep him and they don't play him at all. So if they can't find a trade partner, I think they cut him. Uh, one for me is Mike Gillsley, uh, the Patriots. Uh, he was a really good um you know inside the five yard line running back last year for the Patriots, but that that running back room is crowded. Uh, James White. Uh, Sony Michelle. It's gonna be hard for the Patriots to kind of keep all of them and give them carries, especially. Uh, he would latch onto a team that's looking for you know a backup running back to take third down carries and in the red zone. But I could see that being a cut for the Patriots. You see Randall Cobb getting cut? No, not at all. No. no. Travis Sports are they trying to trade him last night? Actively shopping yeah, and him ju- around. Yeah, it just came out that the Packers are. Packers said that not true at all. Well, you could see it, though, couldn't you? No. Got a lot of young rookie wide receivers. Why would we cut him? Then we'd still have to pay his big contract. Got a lot of young rookie wide receivers trying to keep a couple of them. Got a year left. No. No? (laughs) Not going to happen. We'd still have to pay his huge contract. Why wouldn't we use him? I don't know. I could see it happening or I could see it. Why would we trade Aaron Rodgers? You know, his favorite target was Jordy Nelson. We got rid of him. Why would we get rid of his second favorite, you know, been there the longest with him? Because it's clear Packers really don't care about Aaron Rodgers' opinion. We've seen over this offseason. Okay. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, that was a rumor going on last night. Uh, I don't know. It just came out this morning. Apparently, you weren't looking at the news this morning. I don't know. I could see it happening. I could see Randall Cobb getting the axe or getting moved here. Uh, but hopefully that won't happen. A couple other minor NFL news. Uh, George Ioka. Signed with the Vikings. Aloka. Aloka. Uh, played with the Bengals last year. Started all 16 games. Kind of a surprise cut. Uh, he got cut by the Bengals. Signed with the Vikings. So more safety depth for them to that overrated defense. Uh, next, Charles Johnson. He retired from the Panthers. 11 years in the NFL. All with the Panthers. Kind of a key player in that locker room. Kind of a stable there for the last couple of years. Uh, hopefully, you know... He finds what he wants to do in retirement and has a good time. Um, and then Dominic Rogers Cromartie signed with the Raiders. Uh, 11 years in the league. This is his fifth team. Some cornerback help going to uh, Oakland. So with that, we're going to move now to baseball. Uh, we forgot to talk about Daniel Murphy the other day. Uh, he signed with the Cubs. Uh, did, he, did they just cut him or was it like a sign and trade waiver type of thing? I don't really understand it. Uh, He's on the Cubs now. That's all that matters. Uh, Somebody who's going to really help the Cubs uh, in that lineup. He's obviously got one of the best bats in the MLB. I don't know what his numbers are right now, but uh, it's obvious we're going to get into this in a little bit. The Nationals are kind of breaking it down a little bit. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. we got some questions to be answered uh, in question and answer. 
But uh, I think the Cubs are kind of, you know, expecting to go pretty far in these playoffs. Um, so they went ahead and got a bat like Daniel Murphy. It's a good pickup for them. A veteran. Uh, it's going to fit really well in their lineup. You know, you look up and down their lineup. You know, every time someone's up to bat, they have a risk of getting a hit, hitting a home run, whatever. So it just adds to that really fiery off, our offensive lineup for the Cubs. So that's a really good pickup. I'm confused as to what this whole, you know, sign and trade thing is and, you know, how uh, these players All that matters is he's on the, the Cubs uh, now, kicking the Brewers' ass. Great to know you're a Cubs fan now. All right, then we're going to talk about the other team. Well, we got another Cubs news. You Darvish out for the season. Uh, big Cubs signing over the offseason, supposedly supposed to help that rotation. And he's been nothing but a disappointment. Uh, we'll get into it. Little couple weeks from now, when the season's over, you know, best and worst offseason signings. I think you Darvish is right up there. He's been nothing but a disappointment for Chicago. When he's on the field, he sucks. When he's not, he's hurt. So obviously, you know, just I mean, it doesn't really matter because the Cubs are in first place. But this is just a giant waste of money and time for the Cubs organization. Yeah, it's kind of sad because you Darvish too. You wanted him too. Yeah, I mean, anybody would have wanted him after hearing his career. Uh, you know, two years, you know, he was a, one year ago, he was an ace. Uh, you know, he started game seven of the World Series. I know he didn't perform well, but, you know, that was like almost like his downfall. After that game seven where he performed really bad for the Dodgers, you know, he, he went downhill. But other than that, you know, he's had an amazing career. You know, he was a great ace for the Rangers for a while. And then he went to the Dodgers. He performed pretty well for them. And then he signed with Chicago in the offseason and, you know, hasn't looked any right. type of good uh, whatsoever. So it's kind of sad to see. Um, I could see him being a player, though, that you know takes a year off, gets healthy, and comes back and pitches and performs well. Um, but, you know, I don't see him being, you know, the ace that the Rangers had for a while. All right, so sticking in Chicago, the White Sox. Michael Kopech uh, started his, got his first MLB start. You should know his name by now, even if you're a casual baseball fan. Probably one of the Probably the best pitching prospect in the MLB for the last couple of years was traded to Chicago. I believe he was with the Red Sox and got traded to Chicago in the Chris Sale trade. Um, sadly, his two in- he only pitched two innings because it got you know got uh, cut short due to a 52 minute rain delay. Uh, but he did pitch two very good innings, struck out four batters in two innings, which is really impressive. Obviously, you can't tell a lot about a pitcher in his first career start. But that's pretty promising for the Chicago White Sox, who desperately, you know, need some young talent coming through that organization. Yeah, I can't remember, you know, obviously besides uh, Jose Quintana, the last time, you know, the, the White Sox had a true ace. Chris Sale. Chris Sale, you know, before he went to the Red Sox. But, like, a young ace that, you know, is going to be there for a while, like a young talent coming up. So the White Sox, you know, this is important for them. He needs to be, you know, that cornerstone because uh, I can't remember the last time, you know, you said Chris Sale, but like, I can't even remember the last time I had like true young talent coming up that everyone's been excited about. Uh, so this is big for the White Sox, but he's, you know, I think he's, he'll get another start. You know, he'll start in September for them, um, and we can really see if he is, you know, something the White Sox can look forward to. Yeah, so like we said, Kopech's pretty big for the White Sox, but these home cuts is pretty big for your looks. So let me tell you guys about these home cuts. These home cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. 
for only $7. That's right, $7. You can get a modern haircut and styling. You can go anywhere. Me and Truman have been to a couple different places where it's a lot more than $7 for a good, solid haircut. And it's probably one of the best haircuts I've ever gotten. Uh, you know, the reviews are in. Everybody goes there. Everybody gets their haircut there. Um, it's a great place. You know, you're going to have a great time when you walk in there. Uh, and you're going to get a great haircut because Dom is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. Follow these home cuts on Twitter or Instagram. Instagram is probably the best place because you can easily set up an appointment in his bio. Um, you know, quick, probably about two seconds it takes to set up an appointment. Walk in there, get a quick, good haircut for only $7. You will not be disappointed. These home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So we got some basketball news. We haven't had a lot of basketball news in the past couple days. Uh, the season is starting up here. We get train, training camps starting, I think, in September. So not too far off. Uh, and everybody's looking to see, you know, how these new rookies are going to perform. Uh, and that starts with the rookie survey. So what the rookie survey is is where all the rookies vote, you know, on who's going to be the best, you know, who's going to have the best career, who's going to win rookie of the year, best shooter, biggest steal, stuff like that. So we got the reports are in now. Uh, we're going to give, you know, a little reaction to that. Uh, best career, they voted Wendell Carter out of Chicago with the Bulls. Uh, they said he'll have the best and longest career. You agree or disagree? Um, I can see it. Uh, he's a good player, and it seems like he has a really good upside. Uh, he, you know, but I don't know. I feel like there's a, like DeAndre Ayton. That's an easy pick for that. You know, DeAndre Ayton could have been picked for every one of these. Um, and a lot of those top three picks could have been. But I can see that uh, he would definitely would have been in my top three. Uh, but I, I can I can agree. Rookie of the year, we had a tie. DeAndre Ayton and Colin Sexton. I like Colin Sexton for winning this award. I think he's kind of going to be... Kevin Love will be the leader, but I think Colin Sexton is kind of... He has the room to grow in Cleveland because he's not shadowed by LeBron anymore. So I could see him winning Rookie of the Year, but Ayton's a good pick, too. He's a monster. Yeah, I would have picked Ayton for all of these the more that I more I think about it, but Colin Sexton's a good pick. Um, Trey Young could be a good pick there. I'm not too high on Trey Young, but you know he's gonna be he's gonna be you know Atlanta's main piece. Uh, I could see him being rookie of the year, but Colin Sexton's a good pick. Biggest steal, Kiete Bates Diop from Ohio State University, which is I think is a pretty good pick. I was surprised he didn't go in the first round. He's a big, long, athletic guy who can shoot. He can play every single position. He's you know, a little bit rougher than Anthony Davis, but I could see, you know, he's got measurables comparable to him. You know, he can shoot, and he's big, and he's long. Not surprised he fell to the second round, and Minnesota got a complete steal there. Uh, I would have picked Michael Porter Jr. I mean, the kid was supposed to be a I mean, top, he's top, top, 15. Th- top three pick, and he fell to 14 or 15. If he even plays um, this year, though. So I think the Nuggets got a hell of a steal. What if he doesn't play this year, though? I mean, he's going to have an amazing career. Yeah, but what if he doesn't play so far? Biggest steal would be Kiete Bates-Diop. And then in five years down the line, it's going to be Michael Porter Jr. All right, we'll see. Hopefully injuries don't plug him. Best shooter, last category is Trey Young, which I think is pretty obvious. Uh, I forget who was the second. I think Donkick was second place there. Uh, but obviously Trey Young, great year at Oklahoma, good shooter. Yeah, I, I think Trey Young is an exciting player, but I'm not too high. Like I said, I'm not too high on him. But he's easy for all these picks because his upside's very fantastic. Because the start of his uh, season last year at Oklahoma showed an absolute superstar, but then he faltered towards the end. So you, 
you could get two Trey Youngs um, in Atlanta, and one is very, very good. So, all right, Manu Ginobili, the last remaining piece from that Spurs team. Uh, Kawhi's gone, Duncan's gone, Parker's gone. Uh, even I would say Danny Green. I mean, he's gone. So really, he's that last remaining hope of looking back into the past for the Spurs. And he's considering retiring. Uh, he's been talking with Popovich the last couple of days. He's played for 20 years, I think. But, I mean, he is that last little piece that Spurs fans can just look at and remember the good old days. Because it's going to be rough here for the next couple of years for them, uh, even though they got the Rosen. This would be a pretty sad day in the NBA if he's gone. Because, I mean, that's, like I said, that's the end of the Spurs, I think. You know, that old Spurs team, that powerhouse. Hopefully he doesn't retire. He had a pretty decent year last year. Uh, but, obviously, if he hangs it up, it was a good career for him. Hey, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Everybody goes to Hall of Fame in the basketball. Yeah, but, man, you know, what? He's a, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, the, you know, he, he was one of my, probably my favorite of the big three they had there. Uh, but just looking back on the Spurs and how they did everything, you know, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Manny Ginobili, they didn't have the most talent in the world. Like, they weren't the most talented guys. But they came together under an amazing coach, one of the best coaches of all time. And, you know, they won some some real championships there. Um, I love when they beat LeBron. Uh, that last year he was in Miami. Um, so I think that was their last championship. Um, but, you know, Manny Ginobili... Great career, uh, great guy, uh, from what I know, and you know you can see though from his play and you know past seasons, he's getting older and older. Um, but you know, good career, and it's it'll be sad to see him go and that big three for the Spurs end. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't. But we're gonna talk about the Pelicans and the Heat today uh, with our team reviews. Pelicans kind of had a pretty boring off season. Uh, they lost. Obviously, DeMarcus Cousins and Rajon Rondo, which were two pretty big pieces last year. And they kind of added, they tried to replace them with Julius Randle and Alfred Payton. Uh, two, I guess, younger guys. Guys that you know are pretty decent, pretty young talent. But I don't think it's enough for them. I don't think what they get the sixth seed last year. I don't think they're going to get the sixth seed. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. Obviously, Anthony Davis is a franchise-changing player. But they just don't have enough with just him and Drew Holiday running the show there. Well, to compete in the West, no. Because the West is just so good, and Anthony Davis is the only uh, superstar there. Uh, so, you know, they got good pieces around him. You know, you said Drew Holiday. Julius Randle is a good pickup. You know, one of my favorite pickups of the offseason. Uh, but the loss of DeMarcus Cousins is just going to hurt them. You know, I'm not a big fan of their backcourt. Losing Rajon Rondo, who's a really big leader in that locker room. It's going to hurt them, and I think the Pelicans are another team, you know, they got to watch, you know, losing Anthony Davis in the future because he might go ahead and make a super team somewhere else if the Pelicans don't get talent around him. So I think the Pelicans won't compete this year, uh, you know, maybe for an eight seed, but that's the most I could see them doing. I, I, I think they're done. I think Anthony Davis is going to move on here soon. Uh, and this team is just going to kind of be stuck in purgatory for a while. Then the Heat, which have had a pretty boring offseason in itself. They only really, I mean, they haven't signed Dwayne Wade back. He wants to come back, I don't know. But obviously, I think that's the only place for him to go is Miami. I don't think many other teams are going to want him. Uh, but you never know. He's a solid bench piece now. But other than that, they haven't really added anybody. They didn't really do much 
over the offseason. They got the sixth seed last year. I think a lot more teams in the East got better. So this is another team I could see falling out of the playoffs pretty easily. Yeah, but it's the East. Um, you know, I love Spolster. I think he's a fantastic coach. And I think the Heat could compete for, you know, a lower seed in the East. But I also could, like you said, see them missing the playoffs. The Heat are one of those teams, you know, they're in a big market down in Miami. They won't stay down for long. You know, they have money. Um, you know, Pat Riley will bring a superstar there before long. And they'll be a good team again. But, you know, this year I could see the Heat faltering. But, you know, like I said, East, you never know. Any of those teams can make the playoffs, you know, especially in the bottom of that conference. So, we'll see. Yeah, you never really know what's going to happen in the East. But as long as you turn to A's lawn service, you'll always know how good your lawn will look. It's always going to look spectacular. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Turn to A's, and trust me, your lawn your home will never look better. It's getting turning to fall now football season starting up college football every saturday high school football every friday nfl football every sunday don't waste your free time on the weekends cutting your lawn pulling weeds turn to a's and trust me your lawn your home will never look better uh the phone number is 330-241-2392 again 330-241-2392 and the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com, A's Lawn Service LLC, you grow it, we cut it. So, last week, last show we did some new segments, uh, we're trying to, you know, get a little bit into a different sort of group here with, instead of just reading sports headlines, do some, you know, some fun stuff, a little bit different stuff, uh, so we're going to try out some more headlines today, we talk about sports the entire show, but obviously, you know, there's a lot more going on in the world than just sports, so we're going to give, you know, I'll let Truman start it off. One crazy story that doesn't involve sports, completely unrelated to sports. It's not going to be straight politics because that's boring. Um, just a crazy story that you don't really know about, you don't really hear about in the main headlines, you know, in your Fox News, NBC, stuff like that. So I'm going to let Truman kick it off with our first ever crazy non-sport story. Uh, well, you can pee in urinals in public now. Um, there's a story. <laughs> there's a story uh, coming out I read. Um, that they're starting in foreign countries and around America, you know, very, very rare to find, but they're putting public urinals, uh, outside, um, you know, just on walking paths in front of lakes and yeah, of we're not talking creeks, just like rivers. public restrooms here. We're talking like straight up, just like, it looks like a trash can. No. Yeah. It's just like outside, just like on, you know, a walking path. Like you, you just, you just walk your dog down the path and you can go pee. It's a urinal too. So it's kind of cool. Um, I don't know if this is to prevent, you know, just going on trees like we usually do outside. Like but, men do. Um, you know, it's kind of a cool idea. And if I saw one, I definitely would try to dribble out some pee. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with my sports, my st- crazy sports story. Uh, it's in Georgia, uh, right here in the great, you know, United States of America. Authorities in Georgia are searching for a ramen noodle thief. So supposedly, a trailer of about $100,000 worth of ramen noodles was stolen in Georgia uh, over the week, which is kind of crazy to me, because ramen noodles are cheap. To have $100,000 worth of ramen noodles, I mean, how much 
is that and how much do you actually need uh because it's a pretty decent snack i would say you know Ugh, most college kids like okay well that's weird most <laughs> college kids like ramen noodles and to steal a hundred thousand dollars worth of it uh that's gonna put a huge dent in the college scene down there in florida and georgia so we'll see what happens there hopefully they catch this guy but i mean if this guy really needs to steal $100,000 worth of ramen noodle, I think you should kind of let him keep it because he's obviously going through some stuff if he has to steal $100,000 worth of ramen noodles. I just really don't know what his motive is. I mean, it's a good snack, but do you really want it for every day for the rest of your life? Um, do you want to sell it? Do you want to get some sell ramen noodles. side cash on the street? I don't know, but uh, it's a good idea, I guess, if he gets away with it. Honestly, you take that $100,000 worth of ramen noodles, you go to, like, Georgia campus, and you just sell it for like two dollars a pack, bring it to the dorms. Someone would probably catch you'd make you. a profit. Someone would catch you. No, you'd make a profit. So maybe he's maybe he's trying to be the kingpin down there. We'll see. Uh, but that's it for that. Uh, another another segment we're gonna do is some minor sports headlines that we don't talk about. So every every show we give you football, baseball, basketball, the three major ones, and we'll talk some hockey, and that's pretty much about it. So we're going to do try to get into more of the minor sports, you know. I don't know, you know what sports, but whatever. But today we're going to talk about a little we're going to talk a little golf today, Truman. How's that sound? Okay. Hit me with it. So, uh, you know Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods, right? Yeah. Two two of the most famous golfers I would say on the PGA Tour right now. Not because they're the best, but because, you know, their name, the past they were. Tiger Woods is the best golfer of all time. Phil Mickelson is right up there, too. I don't really know golf, so... Okay, but you would like to see them play one-on-one, wouldn't you? Sure. Well, you're in luck. Thanksgiving weekend this year, they're going to play a one-on-one tournament, just the two of them, one round of golf, one-on-one. The winner gets $9 million. That pique your interest a little bit? Uh, $9 million. I mean, for them, probably not. That's probably pennies. But no, listen, Phil Mickelson versus, Phil, versus Tiger Woods, we probably wanted to see them do this a long time ago, but it's better late than never. You get to see two of the greatest golfers of all time go head-to-head for a winner-take-all $9 million tournament. I, it's probably pennies for them. Still, though, it's pretty exciting, don't you think? You, you're going to tune in? Thanksgiving penny. weekend, November 23rd. It's pennies to them, though. I'm telling you, though, every single person is going to tune in. I bet you this gets more views than... You know, most golf tournaments, because this is going to be exciting just to go down, winner take all, $9 million, just to see, you know, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson go head to head on that golf course. Going to be an exciting time uh, to watch when everybody's, you know, out of school, out of work for Thanksgiving. Uh, here's an interesting one. Um, you know, Jim Harrow is a weird guy. Uh, he's, a, he's a really, you know, some people really like him and some people really hate him, but we he's. Hate him. He's overall a really, really funny guy. Um, you know, I'm beginning to like him. I didn't like him when he was the 49ers, but now he's at Michigan. I, I, I think he's a really weird, kind of wacky, cool guy. Wacky. But uh, is that not a word? What? Nobody says wacky anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> he doesn't let his players eat chicken because it's too or what are they? Yeah, chicken because it's too nervous of a bird to eat. What does that mean? It's too nervous of a bird to eat. He he came out and he said that. He doesn't want his players eating chicken because it's too nervous of a bird to eat. 
I don't know why Jim Harbaugh would come out and say this to the press, why he would come out and tell people that, you know, that's his, like, thing. But he doesn't let his players eat chicken because it's too nervous of a bird to eat. All right, moving now to question and answer. Uh, got two questions here. Uh, then we're going to wrap it up. Um, one question we got. Now that the Browns got Josh Gordon back, he's he's back now. He's in camp. We saw at last episode of Hard Knocks. Um, what does the signing Des Bryant still you know make sense? I don't know. I think so. I think it, I mean, obviously bringing in a guy like Des Bryant anywhere is going to help no matter how much talent you have in the room. I think it does. I think you know you saw on Hard Knocks. I don't think you didn't watch it, did you? Not yet. Don't don't spoil it. Okay, well, we got to talk about it. Uh, he was walking down the hallways, introducing himself to everybody. I don't know. There's some, some rumors out there, some some conspiracy theories on Twitter, that Des Bryant only you know was interested in the Browns because he wanted to get on Hard Knocks. He kind of wanted to get his name out there a little bit more, uh, which is an interesting theory. I could see it because Des Bryant, I think, I, obviously we don't know him personally, but when he was walking in, he looked kind of fake to me. He was walking in, he's introducing himself to everybody, saying, how's it going? My name's Des. Like, everybody knows you are Des Bryant. You don't got to introduce yourself to everybody. Um, yeah, it's a polite thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I can see that as being kind of fake. Des Bryant's not that type of guy. Yeah. He's kind of all about himself. We'll see. I mean... You, know, you, you hate Des Bryant. Yeah, but I, I think I think there's no issue with him going up and introducing himself. I don't know he looked kind of fake to me, and I could see I could see that though, where he just went on to kind of get you know back into the spotlight a little bit. Um, but I think it's still conceivable. I think it still makes sense bringing in a guy like Des Bryant. Obviously, I think then you'd have one of the best wide receiver rooms in the country. I mean, in the league with uh, Bryant, Gordon, Landry, you know, Antonio Callaway, uh, Rashad Higgins, who I like a lot. So I think that would make them one of the most talented wide receiver groups in the league. I wouldn't do it anymore the more I think about it because of speed. Josh Gordon's really fast, but he's a, he's a bigger receiver. He uses his speed. Jarvis Landry's a speed Jarvis guy. Jarvis Landry's a speed guy. But you also is a speed Des guy. Bryant is not a speed guy. So two out of the three of your top targets when Des Bryant would come would be slower guys. Well, not, I I say slow in a in a meaning of Josh Gordon's really fast, Des Bryant's pretty really fast. But they don't use their speed; they use their separation and their, their size to get away from defenders. I would I if I were the Browns and I were looking to add a receiver, I would have gone with a little bit more of a slot, speedy route because I think this offense is going to try and be more of a hybrid, quick offense. The way they have looked in their preseason games, their most success has been when they're running a high paced fast offense. I think if they would have wanted to go that route, though, they would have kept Corey Coleman. Ah, uh, Corey Coleman was a head case. I think um, they really like Antonio, Corey Coleman. They really like Antonio Callaway. Uh, Corey Coleman wouldn't use his speed. He wouldn't use his size. He wouldn't use his hands. That's true. Uh, so I think, I think you know, obviously it's probably too late now because there's not that many people out there. But if they were to look at looking to add another receiver, which they don't need to, like you said, they like Antonio Callaway. Um, I don't think they need to add you know another person to take Randall receptions Cobb? away from him. I, I don't think – I mean, Randall Cobb's a Packer, so why would you want to trade him? I'm just saying. So I, I think no, – I don't, I don't, it would make sense and it would add talent to a room that's already talented. But, you know, it's not a top priority for them, and I wouldn't do it. All right. Well, I would do it. I think Dez is a talented receiver. I think you can't have enough talent on your team. You can't have too much talent. Um, I think Dez is a little overrated than most people think, than what he thinks. 
Uh, I think he came into the league and just, you know, he, he's he's really shitty at running routes. We all know that. That's why he got cut by Dallas. That's why he had a bad year last year. He can't run routes. He has all the raw talent in the world, but he's just not a pure – he could be a top-five receiver if he really worked on himself. But I don't think he has the motivation to do that because he is all about himself and he is a giant head case. Uh, so last uh, question we got, are the Nationals tearing it down? They got rid of Matt Adams. They got rid of uh, Daniel Murphy. They didn't trade Bryce Harper, although there were reports they were trying to. Are they gone? Are they done? Are they going to tear it down over this offseason? Where do you see them going? Uh, they could either tear it down or they could just get new, uh, fresher talent around Bryce Harper. It all depends on Bryce Harper. They, they got tr- some young talent. If they trade Bryce Harper, they're rebuilding. Um, if they keep him, then I think they're going to try and surround him with new, fresh talent. Uh, so I don't know. I it it's too early to be seen yet, but it all it all depends on Bryce Harper. If Bryce Harper stays, then the Nationals are probably just gonna try to do a quick one to two year rebuild and get some talent. If he leaves, they're probably gonna get some prospects for him, try and trade him, um, and we'll see. They they're gonna have to rebuild. They got some young talent, the fresh young talent with Trey Turner, Juan Soto's been having a pretty good year. He's a rookie. Uh, pitching, like I said, one of the better pitching staffs in the MLB. Uh, and it kind of sucks that they haven't been able to put it together, really. Yeah, because you'd expect that. I mean, the Nationals were supposed to compete for a World Series this year. Um, a lot, including me, I believe, picked them to be in the World Series. I didn't pick them to be in the World Series. Yeah, did I? Yeah, you might have. I, I don't know if I did or not. But, um, you know, a lot of people thought they were going to compete. But, unfortunately, they're not. And, you know, Max Scherzer's there, too. That's another key player to watch because he's a cornerstone of their franchise what happened to travis frederick uh i don't know he has some like disease or no that's uh what's his face martin no martin hurt his knee i don't know then okay well we'll talk about that on tuesday's show but that's it for our show today uh thank you to our sponsors d's home cuts and a's lawn service we ask that you go on to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Uh, our Twitter is TNT Sports Talk 1 2, and so is our Instagram, which is kind of dead right now. Uh, what's the status on that? I'll get it up and running. <laughs> All right, so Truman's going to get it up and running. You have his word. Uh, he's going off to college here, though, so I'm not sure what the future for us is. Whether it's more of just one-on-one, I mean, just one of us, either it's just me or just Truman, uh, we're going to have to figure that out. Uh, but obviously, we're putting out content every single day, every single Tuesday, every single Thursday. There will still be an episode, whether it's just me, whether it's just Truman. I don't know. We have a couple more interviews, hopefully coming down the line here soon. Uh, we'll see. So stay tuned for that. But follow us on Twitter. Send us DMs, questions, answers, guests. Obviously, with a lot of our you know, a lot of our guests are going off to college now, so it's kind of harder for us to find people to come on. So we're always looking for somebody to come on and give their opinion uh, about sports, even if it's shitty. We still want to hear from you. Uh, send us, you know, comments, concerns, new segment ideas, segments you like, segments you don't like, because we're kind of figuring out, you know, new segments every single day. We're gonna test some new stuff out. Uh, but other than that, listen to us on Twelve Ounce tomorrow from twelve to one. Follow us, find us on YouTube, iTunes, wherever you want to listen. We're trying to get on more platforms. But other than that, have a great day and tune in on Tuesday. Thank you, Go Packers.